A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The servant of the Lord said, The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, in your great love, answer me. It is for your sake that I have borne reproach, that shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my kindred, an alien to my mother's children. It is seal for your house that has consumed me. The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. Lord, your great love answer me. Insults have broken my heart, so that I am in despair. I looked for pity, but there was none and for comforters, but I found none. They gave me poison for food, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Lord, your great love, answer me. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Let the oppressed see it and be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own that are in bonds. Lord, in great love, answer me. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Hail to you, our King, obedient to the Father. You went to your crucifixion like a gentle lamb. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I betray Jesus to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is near. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, Jesus took his place with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they became greatly distressed and began to say to him one after another, Surely not I, Lord. He answered, The one who has dipped his hand into the the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus replied, You have said so. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, my friends, as you will recognize, both our first reading and our gospel are excerpted from the very same scripture passages that we heard on Palm Sunday. What we've heard today is the third of the four commonly referred to as Suffering Servant of the Lord songs from the latter part of the book of the prophet Isaiah. The fourth one will be reserved for Good Friday. But even this third one is very much a departure from the first two, which address themselves basically to this servant of the Lord, however that is to be understood in the original prophecy, being commissioned to be the proclaimer of good news and of salvation to the very ends of the earth. And with all kinds of additional descriptions of the person or whatever as being very gentle and you know, not quenching that dimly burning wick and all the rest of it. But there's a very different tone that begins to enter in with the one we heard today and what we heard on Sunday, that this is truly a suffering servant one who accomplishes the will of the Lord God who sent him by undergoing tremendous anguish and disgrace, being persecuted, 
being spat upon, having in no way whatsoever an easy ride of doing what God commands. It probably is more in that aspect of things, more than any other aspect of those servant songs, that we recognize Jesus being prophesied here. And why, of course, at least from a human point of view, did he end up suffering and dying? Because of human stupidity and anger and jealousy and confusion and all the things that end up meaning that all of us in so many ways and so many different times betray him. And yet he remains always calm and steadfast through it all. Because there isn't merely a human point of view here. There is the perspective of the God himself who sends Jesus his son. And from that point of view, the divine point of view, all of this has a purpose. It is not merely suffering for the sake of suffering. It is redemptive. It brings to us healing and new life. Provided, of course, that our hearts and our souls are open to receive that gift. So let us pray as we come to the very doorstep of the great triduum, the great three days that are the climax of our entire church year. Let us pray that those hearts and souls of ours will be open completely to receive the grace the Lord intends to pour forth, a redemptive grace from his suffering and crucifixion that is meant to extend to the ends of the earth and to the end of time in order to bring all to peace and new life. Let us open the door to receive that gift and pledge that we will never turn aside from our Savior again, but cling to him and to his cross. Cling to him and to the suffering that he underwent for our sake and be willing to carry our own cross with him through this life to the glories that lie ahead. Just a reminder that all of our regular routine activity, such as, for example, the celebration of 8 o'clock weekday morning mass, is suspended for the time being. The next time that we will gather like this for a weekday morning Mass will be next Tuesday, April the 11th, once we are in Easter week. Whatever you need now in order to be very sure of the timing of all of our Triduum and Easter celebrations, be sure to check the various pamphlets and leaflets and bulletins and all the information as it is posted. And for those who perhaps are going to be traveling and elsewhere for the Easter weekend. May God bless and protect you and help you wherever you are going to really celebrate well the goodness of the Lord. And for everyone who is going to be here, we look forward to celebrating together the great, inestimably great gift that Jesus has given us and being renewed in our love 
and our commitment to him, even as he is committed completely to us.